This is Dan Fleisch, and this is the third podcast for the first chapter of A Student's Guide to Maxwell's Equations, this one dealing with the dot product. The dot we're talking about here is the little circle that appears between the E and the N hat in Gauss's Law for Electric Fields, and that little dot is not just an ordinary multiplication symbol. Since you've got a vector on both sides of it, that is, E is a vector and N hat is a vector, this is a vector multiply. In particular, this one is called the dot, or scalar, product between two vectors. And what we'll talk about here is how to calculate that, and then we'll talk a little bit about what its physical meaning is. The calculation of the dot product is pretty easy. As you can see on page 6, equation 1.2, A dot B, where A is a vector and B is a vector, is easily calculated if you know the Cartesian components, that is, the x part and the y part and the z part of each of those two vectors, you simply multiply their x parts, you multiply their y parts, and you multiply their z parts, and then add those three together. So as it says in 1.2, a dot b is ax bx plus ay by plus az bz. Notice there is no i hat, j hat, k hat in here. This is a scalar product. So the result of dotting one vector into another does not produce a vector with components in different directions. It produces a scalar quantity that is simply a quantity with magnitude but no direction. Another way to calculate the dot product is shown in 1.3, which says a dot b is equal to the magnitude of a. That's what the a with the vertical bars on either sides mean. That's just the length of that vector, or the magnitude of a, times the magnitude of b, times the cosine theta, where theta is the angle between the vectors a and b. This gives you the same answer that you would get if you knew the x, y, and z parts of a and b and used equation 1.2. And as a matter of fact, these two equations together give you a handy way. If you're ever given two vectors and you want to know the angle between them, if you know their x, y, and z components, this is a pretty handy way to compute it. Just imagine setting equation 1.2 equal to 1.3 and then dividing through by the magnitude of a times the magnitude of b. What you'd end up with would be the cosine of theta is equal to ax, bx plus ay, by plus az, bz divided by the magnitude of A times the magnitude of B. You could, in fact, plug in those components, find the magnitude of A and the magnitude of B, simply by squaring the X parts, squaring the Y parts, squaring the Z parts, adding them together, and taking the square root, essentially dotting them into themselves, that's how you get those magnitudes, and then take the arc cosine, that would give you the angle between them. So these are both the definition of the dot product, and they are also together a very handy way to find the angle between two vectors. To understand what it means to form this dot product, you should look at the bottom part of this page, specifically figure 1.2. There's a vector a and a vector b with an angle theta between them. You can see those in the a or left portion of this figure. In the right portion, it shows what it means to dot a into b. In this case, we've taken a, the vector, and notice the little dashed line with the 90 degree angle symbol and then the bracket underneath it. That shows the projection of a onto b. That is, we're finding the component of a along the direction of b. And of course, if you look at that little right triangle, it's pretty easy to see that the way to do that is to take the magnitude or length of a times the cosine of the angle between a and b. Because after all, the cosine of an angle is the adjacent side divided by the hypotenuse. So if I take the hypotenuse times the cosine of the angle, I get the adjacent side, which is the projection of a onto b. If I then multiply that by the length of b, I end up with the magnitude of a times the cosine theta times the magnitude of b. Well, rearranging those, that's magnitude of a, magnitude of b, cosine theta. That is the dot product. So one way to think about what's physically going on when you take the dot product is to look at that drawing and to realize we're simply finding the component of a in the direction of b and multiplying that by the length of b. 
As it says in the footnote, you could have gotten exactly the same answer by projecting B onto the direction of A and then multiplying by the length of A. So it works whether you project A onto B or B onto A. That's the physical meaning of the dot product. An interesting thing happens when this process involves one of the vectors as a unit vector, that is, a vector having a length of 1. Because if one of these vectors has a length of 1, when we project the other one onto its direction and then multiply by the length of that, which is, after all, 1, what we've really done is we've found the component of a vector in another direction. And that turns out to be really handy for Gauss's Law, as you can hear about in a later podcast.